You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hi, I'm Robbie Earl, and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast. I'm Robbie Earl, still working here. He's Robbie Musto, laying on his sofa at home. Still being working. Fed grapes by his wife and being but feathered still down working. to cool him down. <laughs> he's hooked up, he's ready to go, and he wants to get his teeth into match week nine of the Premier League, where all the big storylines are. We're going to talk about Manchester City being back on track after that loss against Wolves. We're going to talk about struggles in North London for Tottenham and for Arsenal. We're going to talk about who's the third best team in the league. So Liverpool and Man City top of the pile, but who's the third best team? We're going to have our underappreciated performances of the weekend. But only one place to start, Mr Musto. That's at Old Trafford. The game yesterday ended up in a 1-1 draw. Probably both sides would have taken that before the game. Certainly Liverpool wanted to get all three points. But what sort of your takeaways from the important big game at, at uh, Old Trafford, Rob? A lot of takeaways, Rob. And first of all, I really enjoyed it. I mm. mean, I, I know maybe for some viewers, maybe neutrals, it wasn't the greatest football you've ever seen. I just, I mean, it's a spectacle, these two coming together. Um, I thought Man United did a really good job on Liverpool. Almost yeah. a, an immaculate job on them. It, it wasn't until the end. Mm -hmm. But the tactical setup from Oligan and Solskjaer Deserves credit. Yeah. Three at the back. Brave mm -hmm. to push on those wing-backs, Rob, to leave yeah. Liverpool with their front three, mm -hmm. three on three on their defenders. Brave yeah. from, from Solskjaer. Yeah. Maybe not quite as brave because, of course, Mo Salah wasn't there. It was Origi instead. Mm. But still, good tactically. I th the midfield two of Scott McTominay and Fred. Yeah. I guess I could include Pereira in there as well. Mm -hmm. Just Pereira, I thought, yeah. had an excellent game. The best game I've seen him play in a United shirt. Um, did a tremendous job in an area where Liverpool mm. are usually so strong. And Dan James and Marcus Rashford, yeah. you know, it, it kind of suits their style and pace and qualities to play on the counter-attack, to spin mm. into those channels behind Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. The effort that United put in as yeah. players was phenomenal. Yeah. Tremendous amount of effort, mm. high pressing. There was no early dropping back. It no. wasn't five at the back in a line that a lot of people thought it was mm -hmm. going to be, which surprised me because I yeah. thought that was how it was going to turn out. But they were brave. They worked their socks off. Scott mm. McTominay, Rob, you know, in, in, a, in, in and around different players with yeah. more technical with ability, better players, he could, could be he a be, really yeah. important part of United going forward. Absolutely. In this team, it... it you feel you want more from him, mm. but he's grown on me. Week on yeah. week, he's growing on me. Aggressive. He's got power. He's, he's big enough. Mm. Uh, Fred, you know, isn't the best for me, but <laughs> I had a decent game. Andrea Pereira, yeah. though, was everywhere. Working hard, was aggressive. Pressed the front, uh, mm. the defending players with Dan James and Marcus Rashford. So I'll stop there, Rob, because yeah. I can go on and on and on. But that's the positives, I thought, from United. Yeah. A tremendous amount of effort that made Liverpool average. It was them that made Liverpool yeah. average. And I know a lot of people uh, thinking that... Oh, so more than Liverpool... So more than Liverpool... Absolutely not more getting Liverpool. going, not playing well. You thought Absolutely. Manchester United set up and the way that they played... Their effort. Their effort kind of took away some of that fluidity and the rhythm and passing 
Uh, they, you, they, they tired, Rob. In the last yeah. 10, 15 yeah. minutes, United just dropped mm. off the pace the first time. Yeah. And it just allowed Liverpool oh. to nick some passes together and, and put them on the back foot. But up to that point, I mean, maybe for the first hour, I yeah. mean, that was, that was excellent from United. I mean, I want to go on and ask you, yeah. why, where is that been? Why can't I do that <laughs> every week? That's the same question. I mean, we're right. spending too much time together. Because I was going to say, the contrast to that and the game just before the international break, the 1-0 loss to Newcastle, it, yeah. it, it pulls apart. So right. what we do know, Rob, is on big days with motivation, yep. with spotlight, when the team have done a little bit of work and get themselves with, with a focus and a diligence, when they play with an intensity, that you know what, they can, they can match some of the other teams. And then when you kick in quality, Rob... Daniel James is, too, is looking a really good buy at the time seeing Marcus Rashford, with, I thought, made some really good runs, was strong against Van Dijk, caused him some problems in the wide areas. Martial to come back in the team, Pogba to come back into team. Quality players who will, will, will raise the, the, the level of Manchester United. Then you're starting to say, that looks a bit better. That's a little bit more that, that we've, we've expected from Manchester United. But, Rob, this can't be a, a, a turn-it-on, turn-it-off situation. Mm. That has to be a constant now. That, that intensity, that motivation, that drive to, to play as well as they did uh, in that game, and almost like something to prove in that day, that's got to become... Ollie's got to demand that week in, week out now. The only thing I would say about that, when Paul Pogba comes back in and anti-Marcial, yeah. Rob, are they, are they going to work as hard as well, McTominay's and, and as well, James got to and Rob Rashford? They, do you know, do you yeah, know I what? I think so. And I've done it a couple won't. of times this weekend because I, I watched the Man City Palace highlights again at the weekend. And I've got to tell you, Rob, how hard Manchester City work out of possession. Mm. Ryan Sterling was running back and making last-ditch tackles. Kevin De Bruyne loses ball, runs after somebody like a madman to win it back. Uh, David Silva chasing people, sliding tackles. They're good players. They're technically as, as good as anyone in the league. They score more goals in, and create more goals than anyone in the league. But they do both sides of the game. Manchester United have to get back to working as hard as, as they did at the weekend and playing with quality. And people always make the contrast to the, to the great United teams. And we've played against some of them when we, when we were playing. And I think the thing that people never realise, Rob, is how hard they used to work. Mm. Them gigs and Scholes and Keane and, and Beckham. Absolutely, they did. God, dear, the they used to run you off the ground players. as well. Yeah, they're, they're, I always think United have got the best hard-working players. Mm. So that, that was a prerequisite. Uh, just going back on, on their results, Rob. Yeah. I think against really good sides where mm. the onus on them is is a defensive focus and yeah. edge and, and, and th that we saw in this game and we mm -hmm. saw in, in maybe another couple of games, Chelsea first game yeah. of the season, yeah. that they will, won't they struggle against teams that play deeper? That the space isn't there to counter-attack. Yeah. They don't need Absolutely. to be so great without the ball because yeah. they can show us that they can do that. I, I worry that United are not good enough in other games where different qualities are needed. Yeah. You don't have to work your socks off to get the ball yeah. back because, yeah. because some of the weaker teams will give you the ball yeah. uh, easier than that. Well, so are then, they creative well, enough? Are they creative do, enough? Can, do they uh, can put they the passes together? Through? Do they have the yeah. system of play that's going to open those right. teams up Show us movement. a different... Show us a different mm. attack from... Is that Solskjaer. time? Does that come with time? Do we have to allow him that time to, to, to develop that side? Maybe get that defensive bit first and then move forward with the attacking side? 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to get given time. And, yeah. um, you know, he should be given time. Um, I think it's signings, Rob. I think it's signings that, mm. that bring some quality into it as, as long as, sorry, as well as the youthful energy. I mean, the drive. I mean, you saw it against Liverpool. It, that's there. But yeah. but they've got to have more than that. And they've got mm. to have better players. And they've got to have another striker, mm. quality striker. And they've got to have another creative midfield player and somehow keep the, the team ethic of, of the United teams of, of years ago where they had the best. Yeah. hard-working players in English football played for United and that's why they were so successful so marrying the mm. effort the work rate I thought the shape I thought tactically did really good yeah. job of, of switching things around Pereira dropped into a into the right side of a midfield three in the second half you know they changed it to try and hold on I just wonder Rob in the last 10-15 minutes mm. I think they went 5-4-1 yeah. and those fullbacks like weren't I mean they were Wan-Bissaka and Ashley Young yeah. were, 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 just sat back a little in, bit didn't they yeah and, they just and he brought Lallana on and a little bit more creativity yeah, outside Chamberlain just yeah. injecting a little bit more movement in, in the middle of the park. From Liverpool's point of view, mm. Rob, would do you take the point and say it's a decent point, we move on and we're still top of the table? Or are you slightly disappointed? Didn't particularly play well. Had 60, I think it was 68% possession. Didn't create that many really open chances in, in the game. Mm. And a sense, again, and we've talked about it on the podcast, we've talked about it you know, in, uh, over a, a, a beer, they're not playing that well at the moment, Liverpool. And yes, in the past, champions have not played well and won games, which they're doing, but surely soon they need to put a couple of performances together, don't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and um, you know, I think they've got it in them. You know, yeah. they've got it in them, and it, and it hasn't been fluid, it hasn't been great. Mm. And I, I, I'm going to say it one more time, the way that they were hurried, and they looked uncomfortable yeah. when they had the ball was mostly down to Man United. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's not all down to them. And when they had the ball, they, they should have and could have done a better job. Yeah. I've never seen this, this, this version of Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp hit so many long, yeah. straight mm-hmm. balls mm-hmm. and also crosses that there's like one or two players in the box, miss it crosses, poor decisions. Is that cross. more because Origi's there? You don't see that so much when. I've never Sarr seen so many crosses. I, yeah. I never saw so many crosses. Mm. Of course, I, I get it. Of course, the cross at the end, that's where you want to be crossing yeah. from. Robertson yeah, they, were, they were higher up the pitch, weren't they? They, they were higher up like the pitch. Like in that pitch. last 18 yards towards the byline, those ones that yeah. cause you all kind They're of like 20, 30 yards out in yeah. the first half, yeah, first like... hour of the game. I'm like, what, what, what are they doing <laughs> swinging these balls in? They're just getting headed away. Yeah. It was simple for United. Three centre backs, three guys that can head the ball yeah. and Liverpool played into their hands so that that part I was really disappointed mm. with um, but for the most part I think they were a little surprised at, at how United were on the front foot yeah, and were aggressive well. and outworked yeah. them in, some, some, in, in many ways and I'll ask you was there a little bit of arrogance with Liverpool did they meet fire with fire that you would expect in, in this size of game mm. I think they were slightly again I, I, I think the tactic kind of caught them on the hop a little bit I thought the midfield was more dominated by, uh, as you say, Fred McTominay and Pereira who came in there and did a really good job. The full-back positions didn't allow Trent and, and, and Robbo on the other side to get forward as high as, as they have been and create the kind of chances that they did. I didn't think Origi gave them that much from that side of the pitch. He almost looked at times he was blocking uh, opportunities for Robertson. Just felt that, that, that I think Liverpool felt they could go there and play their football and win the game. And I think they almost started on the back foot and were never really able to get yeah. out of that position, never really able to dominate. There was no real combination at play. There was no real inter-movement inter- uh, uh, forwards. Bobby Firmino 
was, was on the outside of the game, and we know he's so crucial to everything that if he's not on top of the game, you know things aren't working that well for, for Liverpool. But all that said, Robert, I saw a stat this morning. They've lost one game in the last 48 now, Liverpool. <laughs> one game in the last 48. Yeah. So yeah, it's it kind of doing OK, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and just, just quickly before we move on to the big incident, um, yeah. the first goal... Good subs from Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Good subs. You yeah. know, he, he, there's a feeling that maybe he doesn't totally trust Ox mm. at the moment and Adam Lallana, but in a game like that, you know what? He threw mm. him in there. Made and Cater wasn't calls. as well. He got Cater on as well, which yeah, I thought was important. Got those, yeah. yeah, and, and Oxley nearly mm. scored with his left foot shot there, and Lallana you know, pops up at the back yeah. post. For, uh, but so, so good subs. Good to see Lallana scoring again mm. and, and looking lively. And Oxley, of course, getting more minutes as well. But... Before we get our taking it, Rob, let's listen because there was, a, of course, the first goal. Yeah, score from uh, Marcus Rashford. There was two, complaints diff- from two very different ways of looking at it, weren't there? <laughs> yeah, there was a, a foul, or was it a foul on mm. Origi that led to that first goal from Marcus Rashford? Yeah. Let's listen first to the two managers and what they thought of the same incident. Mr. Atkinson, I'm sure, let the game run because things were VR, and the VR says, yeah, there was contact, was a foul, but um, when you saw it differently, then it's. 100%. It's like this. 100%. Because it was, for me, it was a clear foul. We take that. We cannot change that anymore. It's just a situation. It's just a general problem. So that the, 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 the VR looks on it and says, oh, you decided like this. That's possible. Because foul or no foul. But it was a foul and they didn't decide it. So we, but our foul, there were like 60, 70 yards to run for until they, they scored the goal. But anyway, um, it's of course not cool. Then we scored a goal, which was disallowed. But we still... Um, Pretty much everything went against us today, and we still didn't lose, so that's okay. I thought it was a foul in the runner. No chance. No. It's not basketball. We're not playing basketball. No, he touched him, uh, but it's not enough to uh, to give. It's not the clear and obvious error. I, I don't think it's a foul. Interesting, Robbie Musto. Mm. I think okay, it's so. one of those that, that, first of all, is did you? think it was a foul? Was there enough contact to give the foul? Based on your answer, and if, and if mm. even we disagree, then it's not a clear and obvious error because it could go either way, and the referee's seen it his way. And because it's, there is a debate, that there's an, an opinion to be had, then it, it can't be clear and obvious. OK, so... so... If I'm refereeing that game and I see that yeah. challenge, I think it's a foul. I yeah. think it's a foul. I think okay. it came in. I think if, if the referee blows a whistle there, yeah. nobody nobody is saying anything. Does he embellish a little bit and goes around a little bit too? Yeah. yeah he probably yeah. does a little bit. Uh-huh. But by the way, sometimes they're given. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly they're given. Okay. Sometimes they're not I, given. I hear it, yeah. So then you go, of course, then, we, of course, we know what the parameters are. Yeah. Is it a clear and obvious, obvious. error yeah. not to give the free, free kick? kick? Yeah. And I'm thinking, no. Nah, it's, it's not, is it? Not, it's, not it's not given. Clear enough, given nah, given given what we're seeing at the yeah. moment, you know, which we which again another poor a poor weekend for VAR, <laughs> Rob. Um, poor old I, VAR. You know, we, we have to we have to rethink about how yeah. what we're doing we're use, it, how we're using it. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe this this whole thing of we don't want to re-referee games. Yeah. Maybe we do. Maybe we do because we're not seeing anything change. Now again, this is this is different. I, I don't have a big problem every, every with this goal decision, being given. Every decision we see a referee make, VAR backs up. Yeah. Well absolutely it's just another VAR becomes another reason to say it's not clear and obvious the referee's decision was right. It can't be right, Rob. We haven't used it yet to, to, to make to yeah, change. No, we haven't to, changed one decision. So that can't be right. But again, in this one, I'm mm. saying it again, not a clear and obvious no. error. 
given the interpretations right now, Correct. I had no problem with the goal. Now, this yeah. splits opinion. Mm. I've watched on social media. Yeah. Friends phone me up and all that. Like, what's going on? Why mm. wasn't that given? And, and when I fans, saw it, yeah. I thought, you know what? I think it's a foul, mm. but it's not a clear and o- an obvious, obvious error, error. Yeah. To, to, you know, to disallow the goal. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's frustrating. What did you do? Are you the same? Yeah, as that, exactly the different? same, Rob. You know, I, I'm saying that I can see some people thought it was a foul. A lot of people thought it was a foul. Yeah, one of our good friends, Steve Nicholl, he texted me and said, if you get kicked on the shin like that, it's a foul. It was embellished. Yes, it could have been a foul, but I can, I can, I can see why the referee hasn't given it. There's not yeah. an awful lot of contact, and, and yep. it's not a clear and obvious mis- mistake. It's not like he's really gone through and left the studs on no. him or one of those type no. ones. You say, oh, he's, he's made a bad error there. It, mm. he's, he's determined that the flick on the shin didn't warrant that much. It wasn't a foul. He's let play go on. Mm. Rashford goes, it goes and scores the goal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And 1-1... And one, one, you know, given... I mean, I'd really enjoyed the game. Yeah, you know, it was I just a great really game. enjoyed it. And, and it wasn't always brilliant, right. but, no, but the, the intensity, that's what I love. I love that intensity. Oh, and and the extra that those players bring into it, the fan support, Old Trafford was mm. really, really good. And Liverpool were mostly forced to struggle with on-the-ball on stuff because United really pressed them until the last kind of 15 minutes when they dropped off, they got a little tired, and mm. Liverpool were able to knock it around again and, and rack up those possession numbers. But great game. Yeah, great game. My overview, Rob, is that it's actually a good point for Liverpool. When, with all it's that was point. going on, that if they'd have not won the game, you know, down to five points, oh, the first loss, and all, yeah. all this kind of negative they come, it's another point. They stay unbeaten. They've got a six-point gap, so that's two games still between them and Manchester City. Mm. Um, I think in the end, uh, Jurgen Klopp will sat, sat at home last night with his big yeah. glass of red and said... That was a tough game. We'll take that one, yeah. yeah tough game. Dust yeah. themselves down. Manchester City, Robbie Musto. A little bit of pressure on them. Lost uh, to Wolves ahead of the um, international break. Came out against Crystal Palace. Palace team in sixth in the league. Going well under Roy Hodgson. Sellers Port, we know, is always a difficult place to go. But, phew, my gosh. They, they got on with the business. My <laughs> gosh, oh boy. My gosh. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was stunned, Rob, at how controlled, at how... Decisive, just like this is what we do, this is what we are, impose ourselves on it. I don't care who you are, I don't care about the stadium. It was it was a 2 0 going on, 5 0 result for me. Yeah, I mean, Man City are the classiest team in the yeah. Premier League for sure. Yeah. I mean, when, when they're ticking and when I think they've got their best midfield out there, the attacking guys, Kevin yeah. De Bruyne, yeah. David Silva, yeah. and you bring in the, the best wingers as well, I think, at the club right now, which is Raheem Sterling Good. from the left, yeah. Bernardo Silva from the right-hand side, who are both fantastic in the game, then you're going to be in business. Where mm. I think they have improved, Rob... And they, I think they'll be better in these positions as fullback. Benjamin Mendy played on the left-hand side. Mm. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to get to his very best. João Cancelo, by the way, can play. Yeah, yeah. He can play. He's a better footballer by a long shot than mm. Car, than uh, Carl Walker right back. Interesting. You know, we know that Pep loves a footballing footballing yeah. fullbacks. Yeah. I, I think he's going to prefer. Cancelo to Walker in a lot of games, by the way. And we know the, the, the defending two were different, Fernandinho and Rodri. And for the most part, I thought City, there wasn't the usual drama back there. Though I would say Edison had to make two important yeah. saves. Yeah, the so it wasn't always one great. Is, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, two um, saves, yeah. But the, some of the football from City, and just oh. a, kind of a, a tactical point, Rob. Let me just, we, we've talked many times about 
Where's City trying to go? The yeah. little red zone we talked yeah. about. In yeah. behind, a back fours, fullbacks. Yeah. That's what they try and get. Mm-hmm. And often it's, it's Sterling or it's uh, yeah. Bernardo Silva, Silva or it's um, Riyad Mahrez yeah. making runs in behind. Yeah. Okay, they don't always do it. When they don't do it, and when Sterling pulls wide or Silva pulls wide and gets the ball on the touchline, where's the next run? Yeah. What is Kevin De Bruyne yeah. down yeah, the inside? The side, Almost yeah. the same, yeah. getting into the same areas, but mm. coming from the inside. David Silva scores his goal, yeah. Rob. From a Sterling hook over the top mm. and running in behind. And by the way, if the wingers don't do it and those two don't do it, yeah. then you've got Benjamin Mendy and Cancelo that would do it. City dominate the outsides. They've got different plans and different runs and movements to get behind the mm. fullbacks because they know once you're in there and you're pulling the ball back, there's goals for fun there. So just a, just a little point for, yeah, for listeners the midfield movement to have a look at, at the next game at that remarkable. continued. Yeah. Uh, energy to get those runs in behind the fullback from from various parts of the team. So again, it worked great. David Silva's goal was was epitome mm. of that. Um, a lovely finish. And City, they just cruised. I mean, they cruise when they look good and they're in, and they and they just cruise and look like they win games very easily. It's just, of course, a defensive part that we'll see whether that holds up in the Champions League and the Premier League to, mm. to close that gap and to not lose points when they dominate because of defensive errors. Absolutely, and you, you mentioned that. There was two things I was going to mention. One was, was MacArthur in midfield one time in the second half, Rob, was chasing De Bruyne, and as he chased De Bruyne, Silva came in the hole that he went. So he stopped doing that, he went back to Silva. Silva went mm-hmm. up, Gundogan moved in. At one point, he was just running between them all, getting cl- not close to anybody, yeah, almost nightmare, like, like oh, absolute nightmare. And mm-hmm. just before we move on City, I've got to turn to the, the little magic... Merlin, the, the magician. Look, Dabby Silver, Rob. Ten years in, in, in English football. Last season. I mean, right, just right. a class act, isn't he? It makes a good run for the, the first goal yeah. that just draws enough defender to get Jesus in. The run, the timing of the run, the mm. quality and technique of the finish, mm. and just a guy, Rob, who will have the ball in any situation. If you yeah. make teammates in trouble, he'll come and help you out. If you want to give the ball and, 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 and have a rest, give it to David Silva. He'll keep it. He'll lend it. He'll play a little pass. He'll... I mean, he's an absolute dream and to have lost Vincent Company last season and they're going to lose David Silva this season. Those are two big personalities as well as two very impressive footballers who Manchester City um, are going to have to... Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more on David Silva. And just mm. a last note on me of another player, another small player that's a brilliant player, Ryan Sterling. Yeah. If he could finish, Rob, because <laughs> he can he's finish. got good numbers. He can yeah, but finish. He, yeah, but he's not he's not a good finisher. He's not a good striker of the ball. Uh, he's, getting his left foot. he's getting he's, better. He's getting better, Rob. Mm. But my, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if he was a really well, slick if he's finisher, that finisher, we're talking we're going yeah, we're up talking to the another level. We're talking, yeah, we are the next talking below like, Messi and Ronaldo level. Yeah. And, and that, I'm sure he's working on it, mm. but the opportunities he gets into because of his pace and because of his cleverness and his, his, his bravery to keep getting in the spots, his finishing, like, he looks it's so clumsy point. sometimes. A good point. But, but, I mean, listen, he's a brilliant player, you, but wow, how good he yeah. could be if he was a little bit more technically gifted just to dink and to slot and to, to bend and to curl and to caress the ball <laughs> into the back of the net. Well, like we I must do want everything. <laughs> you want everything. And I tell you what, it's a good point to bring up, and I just want to make... I just I just wanted on the day make a little contrast between Raheem Sterling and Wilfred Zaha. Similar age, I believe, come up in a similar way. Both talented oh. footballers. Oh. Raheem Sterling's drive, desire, oh, input in a game, game, and his attitude to Wilfred Zaha, who looks right now like he's s- sulking, his lips down, 
He's oh, like arms are up like in the air. Everywhere yeah. he wants to go, it's like, come on, Wilf. Do us, you know, do us a favour. You, you're the top paid player <laughs> at the football club. You're the best player. Play, play, um, your biggest hope to win a game. Come on, at least try a little bit and do a little bit more for us. I, I, Is I, it? I, <sighs> I, I, I couldn't was... agree more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Rob. His face, he, he always looks like he's, he's Mr. <laughs> Angle, he's Mr. Yeah, painful faces. He's, he's, I think he's frustrated that oh. things didn't happen from some... But yeah. days like that, when, when you were in front of Manchester City and Pep Guardiola, he would never get in that team, Rob. He would never... No. Ability-wise, he'd have a chance. But all the other things that, that, that make attitude up what, what, and mentality. what Pep wants... He, yeah. he, he doesn't get in there, mate. But yeah. that's uh, Manchester City back yeah. on uh, back on track. Three points for them, and, and they close the gap down to five against Liverpool. Um, let's move it on to a club who I never quite know how to take this team. Arsenal Football Club, Rob, had a chance to go third today if they uh, went to Bramall Lane and won on the Monday night game at uh, Sheffield United. They went to Sheffield United, but they didn't win the game. Uh, they lost 1-0. Um, a poor goal from a set-piece, which is, is just a routine goal that Sheffield United worked at. Good delivery, good header, you say, on his own in the six-yard box. And, again, just when you want to kind of praise Arsenal and start to get on board, they kind of let you down. There's always a defensive lap, lapse that costs them. Always. There's always something that goes wrong defensively. David Luiz lunging in or some terrible play in midfield where there's open spaces. Today it was a set piece. Mm. And, and, and Callan Chambers is man-to-manning oh, the big centre-back who nodded it back. I can't remember yeah. who it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, O'Connell, I think it was. O'Connell, I think yeah. it was. The back. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm watching them. You did the analysis on our yeah. show and you see them linking together. Yeah. And Callum Chambers just kind of drifts away from him. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I can't accept that. It's man-to-man. It yeah. is his own. Yeah. That's his man. And he, and he just let him run off the back of him. He nods it across to a guy that's in front of the goalkeeper, yeah. uh, again, that, that's free, and he scores. So the, until they stop these basic, simple goals going in, and then when you're at Sheffield United, and we'll talk about them because they deserve yeah. to be talked yeah, about, yeah. it's difficult. Chasing a game is difficult. <laughs> when you score the first goal, you've got a huge chance of winning the game. But again, have. Arsenal shoot themselves in the foot. But, Rob, who, whose fault does that become? Those kind of defensive errors, are, are they personal errors by players who, at the end of the day, you have, you have to accept that that's their responsibility, they haven't done it? Or yeah. does some of that fall on the man? When, when Unai Emery came out after the game, he talked about the, the set piece, but yeah. he didn't talk about correcting it. He almost just I, told us what happened. Well, it was almost like, I know what happened, but what were you going to do about it? Or what, what's going to happen the next time that, that to, situation occurs? To be fair to Unai Emery, Robbie, or... What's he told Callum Chambers to do? What's oh, he told man him to, to do? Man and, right. and, and, and so whose fault's that then? Well, that's what I'm saying. So that becomes Callum a Chambers. personal fault. But I, when, I think so. But when Luis Mousset is standing next to my goalkeeper, any goalkeeper of mine, no centre forward standing next to him, Rob, without me standing bodyguard beside him. He moves to my goalkeeper, I'm going to growl and he's going to get some. And, and so Luis Mousset yeah. is standing next to Leno. He pushes Leno a little bit, or they have some contact as the first ball comes in. Yep. Then he's on the six-yard box on his own. Now, yep. David Silva, uh, David Luis, sorry, came out with a, with a statement this week about he's feeling like or smelling something like, you know, there's a championship <laughs> team here. And it's like, if I'm David Luiz and I see that going, why don't I go and put myself next to Luis Marseille and just make sure that doesn't happen? Right, let, let me... Let me um, and I'm interested in whether when you were playing... Yeah. 
we both played a long time, Rob, and yeah. the different managers. Now, Correct. I would say 90, 90% of the time, yeah. there was always a man. Correct. Either Assigned. the goalkeeper's side yeah, or, or the other side. Depending on right. the goalkeeper, he would tell you where he wanted you. Would you, okay. you sometimes want you next okay. inside him so he can't, or he'd say yep. be on the, the other side, side of him so yeah. he can't Good. get a header. Right. Yeah. Now, Correct. 10%, Rob, yeah. in my experience, yeah. didn't want anybody near him. 10% of the goalkeepers? Yes. Because oh. they, they thought another body gets in the way. Okay. I, I fancy my uh. chances against this guy with a run mm. and my arms to, yeah. to get above him, and he won't bother me. I don't yeah. need a defender there okay. to get in my way and block. Now, you know, of course, when there's a second ball, yeah, that's but a problem. As soon as the second ball comes away. in, he's, he's a free man, yeah. Rob. Uh, yeah, so I'm telling my yeah. goalkeeper, I, I, I've, I've got to tell you, I've never known it or any keeper has ever said. Because yeah. I'm going to tell my goalkeeper, I ain't leaving a centre forward in my six-yard box for any knockdown and I'm not yeah. around him. No, listen, 90%, and, and for me, there's no way I'd leave him there. But no. I'm just saying, yeah, there was, there has been a couple of occasions why. goalkeepers mm. that I've worked with that, that prefer get away. He's, I've got my arms. I can, mm. If the ball comes in here, whipped in, yeah. I can push him out of the way yeah, and I'm gonna, I, I fancy yeah. my chances. But yeah. mostly, yeah, there's a defender there to, to kind of to, to nudge him out of the way. Mm. But anyway, I mean, the end of the, at the end of the day, they conceded a goal. Callum Chambers, for me, was, was, was awful there. Yeah. And, you know, if he does that once, twice, third time, yeah. I don't want you in my team. Mm. I don't want you in my team. If you can't learn that yeah. you're a man-to-man -man and you stick with you him, or him if it, yeah. it, and I, we'll all hold our hands up for one yeah. situation, yeah. maybe two, third mm. time he does it, off your pop. You, yeah. you, you ain't going to work for us because you can't have liabilities back there that's going to concede goals for Arsenal because he went with a little bit more defensive setup. up Sobias yeah. on the bench. He's yeah, got yeah. Gunduzi and Shaka, so he's yeah. trying to get the balance right of defending and attacking. And some of the football was good, but mm. when you when you don't, when you make that defensive error again, mm. then it's difficult to come back and win games. And Sheffield United, by the way, were blimmin' brilliant. I know you want to talk about Sheffield United, and we should talk about Chris yeah. Wilder and his team. Just just before we do, and I don't know if this is becoming my fixation, because I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm getting a bit hot and bothered when I see Nicola Pepe for $88 million, and I'm not seeing enough, Rob. Mm. I've got to be honest. I see the kid Saka on the other side, and I think I'd rather take him. Uh, with, with his movement and his pace. Now, it might be a difficult time to come in. We know it takes time to get used to, to Premier League football, but the chance he misses, Rob, you've got to take. I don't, got to take uh, absolutely yeah. no excuse. A little bit more involvement in the game, a little bit more threat and get to the byline. Just mm. not quite seeing enough at the moment. Man. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to give him some more time, Rob. Yeah. I'm willing to give him some more yeah. time because there's just there's little moments where he does do good things, yeah. things that, that is, hard, is hard generally for players to do. There's a little bit of unpredictability about his play. Um, we've criticised Callum Chambers there, Rob, and I have, yeah. harsh, strongly. Mm. You know, defenders in that club will say, well, hang on a minute. Nicola Pepe's three yards out when he misses <laughs> yeah, the ball in front yeah. of goal. And you go 1-0 up and, and it's a different yeah, game. And it's a different game. So yeah. equally to blame. Yeah. Awful miss. Mm. And I get you. I hear you. I just, I just see, and of course it's a big fee. And, yeah. and he hasn't done anything yet really mm. to one justify penalty, that. One penalty, isn't it? Yeah. Is it one penalty goal yeah. he scored? So, but I'm, I'm giving him time, okay, Rob. I'm, I'm just giving him a little bit of time and, 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 and see how he goes. Mello on Pepe. So, yeah, like it. Yeah, Mello Musty. Yeah, Let's get to you, mate. Let's get to Chris Wilder. Come on. Come on. Let's get to you, mate. I can feel warm glow coming through well i've got as, almost as many notes so i won't go through it all as arsenal just 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 from the atmosphere yeah. the setup yeah. the football that they play the energy the fact that this team's got no star players but i'd love to be in it i'd love mm. to be in that team yeah. they all work so hard only norwood the central midfield player can play he can tackle he can run they continue with the over, overlapping left mm, side left of center back which yeah, is different um you know, and it's interesting, Norwood afterwards, the interview, Rob, he mm. said, like, they've worked on 
set pieces. Vulnerable except pieces. Because they knew that Arsenal yeah. were vulnerable. Yeah, you know, absolutely. attention to detail. Work on this thing. And, and Chris Wilder, whatever job he's done, and he's been at my first ever job, my, my first love really in football, mm. which is Oxford United, back in the mid-80s when I was there, I, I watched him and played for them for a few years before yeah. I moved on. He did a good job there. Yeah. He's done a good job everywhere he's been. And mm. now at Sheffield United, of course, amazing job to get him promoted. And now yeah. they look like they're going to be absolutely fine. And I'm going to ask you a question right out about this guy. Is he, with, with the way that he carries himself yeah. and the way that he motivates players yeah. and the way that he organizes teams and the way that his teams play football, which Get is a really it. important part. Well, I you know, know where you're going to go. go. Know where could, 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 he, could he be more likely to jump up a club a level than Sean Dyche? Ooh, because his football is Sean Dyche. Yeah, but, yeah, because we always thought about, mm. you know, we've disagreed. You think Sean Dyche should jump up another level to I Everton? I think he's got ability further. to jump up another level, yeah. I but think I, what I, holds I, him back is, is the football style of football that isn't, <laughs> it's a bit more long ball. I, I don't see yeah, that so much with Sheffield yeah, United. Yeah. So could he, could an Everton or a, or a West Ham in the future say, you know what, mm. we love his, his attitude. Not that love size, his... not that size. Uh, a Southampton, I see right. a better fit. You know, well, maybe, then, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying I'm, a jump yeah, up. I can understand you because where the you football go. is pretty good as well. Do you know why? When, when people like Norwood say the attention to detail, when people talk about that, we've studied them and all that. You know, he's a thinking manager. I, I, we, we looked a couple of weeks ago, didn't they, where they lost one 0 to Liverpool, and we thought, oh, is he being a bit harsh on the players? But he's got mm. standards, Rob. He's exacting, mm. isn't he? He almost yeah. seems like he's got higher standards for his players than Unai Emery yeah. has for, for the Arsenal players, and, Which and is I like great, that. Isn't it? I love that. We're not coming into this Premier League just to make numbers up and have a wave and swap some shirts and go back down. He's saying this is Sheffield United. We've got a decent group of players, and if we work hard and, and, and do things, goal scoring might be their only thing. And they're, they're finding goals from different sources. I think Mercedes is the only one with two Premier League goals so far. Seven, well, different, scored. seven different scorers this season, eight goals all season. Listen, Huddersfield have shown us in the past they didn't have a goal score and they stayed in the league. And this guy's smart. He's a smart, bright coach. Like you say, he's not the shiny suit or the slim trousers of, of, of Pep and, and, and the personality <laughs> of Klopp. But in his own way, he's, he's got a real spirit. And I would think players would love playing for him. Just, just, before, just before we move on, Rob, just mm. in terms of the strikers, I think I've said this before, Lisa Mousset, Oliver McBurney, Billy yeah. Sharp, Callum Robinson, David yeah. McGoldrick. I mean, what's that? That's five strikers. Five strikers. That, that you need 25 goals, maybe? You can, you can, you can, with so many options and mm. so many players chomping yeah, at the bit to get out there, three, four, all, five. they might all do that. Yeah. And, and also, final bit on Chris Wilder, I, I can almost guarantee it, if he was a manager of an Arsenal or a big club, with big star players, mm. I'm telling you, he would demand the work ethic yeah, and the attitude yeah. and all that mm. kind of stuff that he does right now. I just get that sense. Would they give it in, Rob? Like you've asked the question with Dyche. Would, would those big top players, would Meza Ozil, what would Meza Ozil say when, he's, when Chris Wilder walks well, he in he might, well, with his gilet and says, hey, Meza, come on, do a bit more, lad? Yeah, I, I just, I, I, listen, that, we'll never, we'll, well, yeah, we maybe we'll never, never know that. Know. Yeah. But my point yeah, is, I think he would. Well I, think he, I yeah. think he'd flip and grab him, shake him and say, listen, <laughs> you want to be in my whatever team it is, yeah, Spurs yeah, team or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think he'd do that. Now, again, we're not, not getting carried away here. I know yeah, it's yeah. early on. Yeah, nine but game, his nine personality game, yeah. as a manager is what mm. I like. That high, he's tough, and he? Yeah. He's a hard-nosed yeah. manager that likes the basics done really well. And it would be interesting for me to see him work with a high higher level of player yeah. to see what he could do.
Okay, Rob, let's take another little break. When you think about saving for retirement or any other financial goal, you might feel the stress levels rising. It can be frustrating trying to figure it out. How do I get started saving for the future? Or if I have started, how do I stay on track? Don't go it alone. Make the right play by partnering with a team of experts. American Century Investments works to deliver results to help save for college, retirement or any other ambition you have. Your finances are not business as usual. Make it personal. American Century keeps their head in the game and their eyes on the ball. And for 60 years, their commitment to performance has not wavered. Your investments deserve nothing less. Check them out at AmericanCentury.com. Tottenham Hotspur, Robbie mentioned. You just mentioned him Spurs. If he was manager yeah. Spurs, maybe if Poch goes, we can get a, a wilder <laughs> in for, for Spurs. But, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, everyone thought this was a game to get them back on the road at home against Watford, bottom team in the league, only team not to win in the Premier League. And they draw 1-1. Mm. OK, I'll tell you what I'm going to say about this, and I think mm. I'm a little bit different here to, to many people. Um, I thought it was better. Mm. Was it great? No. Yeah. The important things that, are, that I'm looking for right now with Spurs is energy, application, and attitude. Because that, over the last few weeks, yeah, is what been worries down. me yeah. the most, is when mm -hmm. players look like they, they can't be bothered, and they're yeah. walking back, and there's gaps, and the compactness is gone, and the energy and the pressing totally is gone. Mm. At least in this game, Robbie Earl, there was a little bit more of that. There was a little yeah. bit more urgency. The fans... You know, were decent, try to get them into the game. They didn't play great, but, yeah. but that encouraged me. Mm. And, and, and if they continued to show the energy and the, the, the drive for the game, again, it wasn't, wasn't right up there, but it was enough for me to say, ah, that's okay. All right, well, they are still in it here. They are still mm. playing for the manager, and football will get better. And the, the team maybe will change a little bit. You know, Hyomin Son, for me, yeah. should start. Yeah. Um, I, I, so, yeah. It's not a great result against bottom club Watford. I get that, mm. but it was better. Um, mm. And that, that was my main takeaway is like, okay, they're not broken. Because yeah. I think we thought that this, yeah. this was a yeah, broken a project. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong here, by the way. And, and somebody said, listen, 1-1 one, one against Watford. Yeah. They, they're totally enough. still broken. Mm. I just saw signs, Rob, that they, they're still in it together a little bit. He's, he's, he's trying his best to, to, mm. to, to kind of jumpstart and back into being yeah. a good side. And I thought it was better. Um, and, and a few better signs about whether Spurs can get back to being a good side. Obviously, no Hugo Lewis. We know he's out turn of the year. Deli Alley coming back, Robin scoring, I think was important. He mm. could do with hitting a little patch of form and getting back to something like the. It was his first Premier League start of the season, actually, which surprised me. I thought he, he, he'd played a game before, but, mm. you know, desperately, you know. He can be a, a game changer, a mood changer if he kicks into gear. Harry Kane, we know, will continue to score. He'll, Young men's son brings up energy and, and effervescence that, that ignites other people. So, mm, mm. big game next weekend, isn't it? Obviously, the Liverpool game, which for them, and maybe we'll talk about that just before we, we end the podcast, but just gives them a chance off, off the back of, yes, not a great result, but 1-1 with Watford. They mm. could go to Anfield and get something. All of a sudden, some of that chatter would, would, would quieten down. Yeah, I mean, we know there's a situation with Christian Eriksen. I think he was injured, mm. wasn't he, for this game? Yeah, he's got um, an injury, they, yeah. They lack, they lack that creativity mm. in the final third. Deli, just quickly on him better yeah of course he got the goal which he yeah. needed badly mm. but you know what i enjoyed of him late on rob i enjoyed him fighting yeah the little I enjoyed bit of old deli I, I yeah, and we, yeah we've some, we've, and to be fair to us we have said like you know calm down a little yeah, bit keep a bit control yeah. but over this yeah. last what 
maybe a 10-month, 12-month mm. period where he hasn't been... He's, yeah. he's much more calm and mellow. Yeah, and, too, I, and I enjoyed him mellow. fired yeah. up. Yeah. I enjoyed him being fired yeah. up, pushing people and getting aggressive and, mm. and getting in people's faces. And maybe that's what yeah. he needs. And certain mm. players, I'm sure you've had a few. I've had uh, yeah. quite a few that, sure. that have to play angry. Play with that angry. <laughs> yeah, they have to play Certainly angry. Vincent maybe Jones used to play next to me, Robbie <laughs> Musco. He'd be, he'd be headbutting walls to get himself angry <laughs> to get in the mood. So. He used to headbutt me. That. I know what he's like. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Listen, I've got to... Before we move on on this one, I, yeah. I've got to take you back to your favourite subject, I believe, VAR, and mm. the Vitongan mm. cha- Challenge yeah. on De La Feu, as De La Feu is going to the yeah. byline, and we get a couple yeah. of looks at this, Rob. We see it maybe yeah. from the referee's angle, not yeah. sure. We see VAR angle, we see the sort of legging, the yeah. hook-up, the movement, yeah. and, and we're thinking... Foul. That's a foul, that's a penalty, a surely. VAR is now going to say, we've seen the angles, this is what it's used for, this is why it's been brought into the game, yeah. this is where we'll get the, yeah. the, the right decision, and we're told no. Well, referee. I mean, well, uh, it's another it's another mistake. Mike Riley talked about the four mistakes early yeah, on yeah. before the first international break. This is another mistake. So and it 40. Can't, I mean, it's a foul. It's an obvious yeah, error, yeah. And, 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 and it was difficult to see. The ball wasn't that point. Yeah. It's maybe so, hard to see the foot. Well, then once you get the, the angles, point of having the system, yeah. that's the point of having it. Yeah. I was stunned. I was stunned that mm. it wasn't turned around. It's like, wow, what is it going to take? And this VAR is not working. No. Do you know what, Rob? I, well, I really it, thought it were going to do a good job in the Premier League. Let the game go. Clear in terms, of, off, in terms of offside, I think it is working. The application of, uh, the of bar. decisions it's, in the bar, the bar is is way, it's, I mean... It's, it's insanely it's high. It's super, just, super yeah. high. I mean, it's right up there. To the point where it's now starting to get such negative criticism that we've got to be careful it doesn't, it doesn't harm it and, and people just say, oh, let's get it out of the game. I, I, I just... I don't know where they're going to turn. They had an opportunity, Rob, mm. after those mistakes that yeah. came out and said the mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I fully expected to see some of these ones that the, mm. the obvious fouls. Yeah. Um, not that we're re-refereeing. I mean, that's mm. an obvious error that he didn't see yeah. the trip there. And for that not to be given, I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm losing faith. I'm yeah. losing faith with it. It's like, what's the point? We, we, I'm sure technology will come in if it's not already available that will figure out offside. Mm. So... Just stick with the offside. There's more controversy, Rob. I'd say there's more anger from fans when they know that the VAR has yeah. looking at these things in different angles. There's more anger than there was before. <laughs> yeah, because they're seeing it now. We'll clean it. They're more seeing it and they're like, what and is like, going realizing on? The referees can see it. So yeah, multiple why, times. And why it's are they not still. It? Yeah, it's. I mean, I really, I'm just so disappointed in it because I thought mm. it was going to be done really well. Uh, maybe they've got to go to the site. Maybe these the VARs are not doing their jobs. That's the bottom line. Well, somebody said they've got protecting. to, you know, coming to the sideline, seeing it but themselves, they've got seeing to do the it. pictures. Take the VARs out of it. Take the VARs out of it. Sean Dyke said it about the Chris Wood one when he, he's run across the the, the, the path of, of Johnny Evans and there was contact and goal was disallowed. Maybe that's the way it's got to change. Yeah, maybe maybe. Which that I didn't is. want that. I didn't mm. want that because I thought well, maybe just slowing it down and getting it right, Robbie. Is more important than that, that, that you know, the, a minute extra time is, is doing it. And but the flipping v- VAR in Stocky Park mm. should be should be yeah. saying, sorry, Mike Riley, wherever it is, that that's a penalty. Mm. Point to the spot. But they're not doing it. And, and, I, and I just don't get it. I just don't know why, you know, as if they're stitching up their mate if they <laughs> say that. Yeah, um, it but anyway. Right. It should be big enough to, to, to go over. Yeah. To, to happier things, Robbie Mustard. Yes. To happier, happier things. Stuff, mate. Who for you is 
best suited to finish third in the Premier League as we stand now? Well, We're nine games in, and I know it's a bit early and it's a bit of a snapshot, but, you know, we, we weren't sure. How, we thought, you know, Liverpool and Man City are going to be the top two, and then we weren't sure where United going to come there, with Chelsea, with Arsenal, with Spurs. Who right now? Leicester City right now, Robbie Mustard, who, who, who yep. sit in third space, have kind of got a confidence and a little bit of awe about them that if I was some of the other teams up there I might be thinking, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. Mm. No, I don't think they're going away. I don't think they're going away and they've got an extra manager and we know about the young team um, the confidence is there now. I always think it's really important your first kind of 10 games or whatever if you're not one of those big boys because the fact that they are where they are on a table yeah. is going to give them so much confidence, so much belief. The mm. fans are going to be in every single game now because they, 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 they think something special again yeah. is happening. Yeah. Of course, we know it's not going to be the championship mm. again but something special to finish in the top four given the others is still an incredible achievement for Leicester City. Mm. But... Dan, and I the points, you, yeah, go on, mate. Sorry. No, no, I'm just going to say, I still think that Chelsea mm. right now are a little bit better. I think their points are the same. The wins, draws, and losses are the same with Leicester yeah. and Chelsea right now. Yeah. They're kind of joint on 17 points. Mm. Uh, but winning the last three games, Robbie, for yeah. Chelsea yeah. just puts them slightly ahead for me in terms of who's looking like the third best team at the moment. And it just goes back to the job that Frank Lampard's doing. And he certainly surprised me mm. at, uh, of how week on week he looks like a manager, Robbie. Yeah, you know, he speaks absolutely. for confidence. And I just like what he says. Again, long way to go. Mm. Young players, of course, are yeah. often inconsistent, which we might see from Chelsea later on. But I would say Chelsea right now are the third best team. Yeah, I'd probably slightly go with Leicester, I think, just in terms mm. of where they come. They've worked six months already with, with Brendan last year, so we got to know them. They had a, a decent pre-season. Um, in terms of, you know, listen, the, the, the magnificent memories of, of that title-winning season, I, I, I dare to argue that the football they play now is better than that. Yeah, I don't think it was different. As, as pleased, it? Yeah, it's yeah. different. It's, it's yeah. more pleasing on the eye, as you said. I would yeah. think now, you're a Leicester City fan, you've got a Leicester City season ticket, and you're absolutely delighted. You mm. can't wait to go and mm. see what's been turned up. Young players who look like they're enjoying it, older players who've been revitalised again, a squad and, and, and group that looks happy. Um, really, you know, Brendan Rodgers deserves a lot of credit for, for what he's done in maybe a six-month spell of time at a football club, and... I'm sure he'll be looking to improve and, and keep in there as he can. Talked about Chelsea, and, and it, it, it was a 1-0 win uh, against Newcastle, so only the one goal, but in the end, it's five straight wins now for Frank in all competitions. Mm. Um, I saw something in, in one of the papers where it said Olivier Giroud has not been happy and, and, and was wanting to talk to Frank about his future. Mm. We thought maybe younger players may be sitting on the side or whether who would play and, and who would hold the place. At the moment, the young players are doing so well, they're holding the place. Mm. Is this another challenge for Frank, making sure keeping that squad united, keeping everybody happy, whether young, old or in between? Pulisic, we know, who came off the bench and had a ha was involved in, in, in the, the goal. You know, his time and the pressures maybe to get him in, in, in around some first team. It's almost like learning on the job as Frank goes, but you say, as you said, he seems to be doing a great job and, and, and look like hand in glove. You know what, when you say about keeping players happy, um, it's a really important part of the job. Mm. Isn't that why David Luiz left the football club, mm. Rob? He doesn't want to have Gary Cahill. Does, yeah. He doesn't want to have disgruntled senior pros knocking on his door saying, why am I not playing? He yeah. doesn't, doesn't want that. Olivier Giroud, maybe I'm wrong. I don't get this sense seems that a good he's egg. that type. Mm. He seems like a good egg. Yeah. So Frank Lampard, I think cleverly, and there might be some in there that, that, that are a little bit that way. You're yeah. never going to get it all no. you know, 
sweetness and, and, and everything else in your yeah. football club. But, but, but you know, he doesn't want that. I think he's, he's done well to get rid of some players that, that mm. might be disgruntled. I don't think Giroud's that guy. I just don't. He just never seems... Yeah. Complains yeah. too much about the, not one playing. of the, the reports this morning, it, 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 it came out. And again, listen, you never know where, where these sources are or, or how legitimate they are. But mm. I just think with Frank, it's part of his learning. It's part of his experience. He's a Premier League manager now. You can have a squad of 18 or 20 players who will probably want to play, certainly want to play, think they should be playing. And it's, it's how he handles those players continually. And they've got um, Europa League football and obviously got cup competition. So there's, there's plenty of football to play for, mm. for all those, those players in the squad. So, yeah, down the, down the track. But certainly things looking a lot better for, for Chelsea from... Remember that first day at Manchester United and we were... You know, listen, we know Frank well enough. We, we spoke to yeah. him enough times. We were a little bit concerned how, how open they were and is well, he, he going to uh, learn quick enough? Well, it, well, that's another great point, Rob, and it's a, mm. and it's a good sign, isn't it, that he has learned quick yeah. enough. Yeah. And we did, we haven't seen the the kind of the space in midfield and the yeah. non compactness of the team that looked mm. like they were going to concede every single time from from um, counter attacks. Now I've conceded fourteen goals, by the way, Rob. Though that's a little yeah. bit too many, and and maybe that's lessons they're learning as they go along. Well, isn't that the lessons they learned from early on? Though? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I feel true. like I it, feel it's like not that's like improved. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Which is a which is a big good sign of yeah. like a manager knowing where. His team yeah. can improve, and he's, you know, mm. not perfect, but it's better. Yeah. We'll get Antonio Rudiger back as well. Yeah. Golacante's had injury issues as well, which should make that even better. But mm. I think it's, it shouldn't be a big surprise of the season, but yeah. Chelsea's kind of confidence and swagger and football and enthusiasm and excitement mm. at Stamford Bridge has got to be one of the stories so far early in this Premier League season. Absolutely, yeah. Just time, mate. We'll, we'll have a quick look at the other results from, from this weekend. It was a huge day at Goodison for early game oh. on Saturday for Marco Silva. And I've got to be honest, Rob, his team turned up. Marco Silva showed us a little bit of what he can do and what his team can do. Made, made some changes, actually, and it was a little mm. bit different than, than we had in the past. But um, goals from, from Bernard and then a Sigerson wonder striker. He came on as a, as a, as a sub with Moise Keane. And uh, Marco Silva had a really satisfying day. And um, probably it, it just eased a little bit of the pressure on him because, you know, things were getting a little bit sticky for him um, at Goodison Park. Yeah, listen, he said this was a must-win game. Mm. Which is which puts yourself and your yeah, team under a lot of yeah. pressure. Mm. Um, but they were they were excellent, fantastic goals, yeah, fantastic yeah. goals. I mean, played, played really well as well, by the way. Played yeah, really, I mean, really well. I guess it doesn't look good on Marcel Brands when his striker is still on the bench and he, yeah, and he, he, yeah. he you know, he goes with Richarlison to play mm. up front. Bernard's goal was brilliant. He was yeah. more lively. Walcott. So this is what Everton yeah. are capable of, and this is why Marcus Silva and Everton fans get so frustrated yeah, because they, they there are be. good players there. Mm. I love Tom Davis. I think yeah. he should be in the team all the time. You know, and him in midfield next Correct. to Gomez was good, was good. It? Yeah. It's much. It's I mean that. So that's it now. But I know what we're going to say the next pod, Rob. We're probably going to, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, we've seen like with his Everton yeah. and United performance in terms of effort and see stuff. Who got okay, next week. come on. Every week, got to see it now before, yeah. you know, the fans will really start to believe that he's the man and they should, you yeah. know. Brighton and Hovell will be in the way next week. Well, mm. that, is that, yeah. Has that got banana skin on it? But no, yes. they shouldn't be. And to be honest, West Ham a bit disappointing, but kudos to Everton. Bournemouth nil, Norwich nil, not a great one yeah. there. Wolves were 1 1. Uh, Vaughan got involved in that one a couple of times. but uh, Big win for Villa, Rob. Big win, yeah. I just want to talk about Aston Villa. Uh, late mm. goal from Matt Target. Yeah. Uh, to um, seal the point, points for Aston Villa. But, yeah, they needed that, didn't they, Villa? Because they kind of been playing OK, but not yeah. always getting the results. And I think sometimes that can erode confidence, especially when you, you're new to the Premier League. 
Yeah, and, and I don't think, I mean, the team has been fairly stable, Rob. I, I know that mm. I worried about Villa because of all those players yeah. and trying to integrate them in and create a new team for the Premier League. But yeah. my mate Smudger Smith, uh, <laughs> Dean he's, Smith. He's, he's, kept, he's done a really good job of yeah. keeping a fairly settled side. Greenish is looking good. McGinn, I think, is one of my favourite midfield players in the Premier League right now. Um, and, it, and, and and Villa Park's rocking, isn't it? It's mm. rocking. It oh, believes in the manager. Oh, it believes in So And when that place is going well... Mm. That, I just think that was a huge win, Rob. Huge win for, for their, I don't know, for everything. Pushing you're not, you're not going to say Dean Smith, maybe, for another for big job. Maybe when Pat <laughs> Wait, goes, early. he can do Man City. Can you, it, Dean, I mean, you'll make Dino. You know? Yeah, see, Dino, I'm, I'm Dino. not biased. I'm not sure Well, yet. I'm my sure underappreciated player on, uh, of, of, of this week is, is one of Dean Smith's players. It's oh. Jack Grealish. Robin Musto, oh. captain of Aston Villa Football Club, who I just think has grown into the season. Uh, he's a young player. We know he's got lots of ability. Uh, sometimes the question marks is, what does he produce? Well, back-to-back goals in the Premier League is always a good start. Gets uh, Aston Villa back into the game with, these, with an equaliser and then some clever play, trickery, and, and slides the ball into Matt Target for Matt Target to get the winner. I just think he's taking on, taking on the responsibility. Yeah. There's talk that Gareth Southgate was at the game, Rob, watching him, and he yeah. could be uh, part of, of maybe the next thing England uh, get together. So, yeah, I just think Jack Grealish has, has shown us that he's um, a bona fide Premier League player, growing as the season goes on, learning, getting more experience. And uh, I thought he had a really outstanding last few weeks in, in the Premier League. Yeah, just before I get to my guy, mm. he's got two goals now in nine. Yeah. It's numbers for me. That's all I yeah. need to see from Jack yeah. Grealish. Numbers, and performances, goal, though, Rob. Performances yeah, are I, important. I think he's he's a he's a he's a good. He's a nice footballer yeah. and he works hard. Mm. Just give us some end product and then you're the real deal. And, yeah. and that's my only concern. Two and nine is okay right now. One in yeah. four and a bit. I mean, that's that's okay. We'll see. Mm. My underappreciated player <clears throat> is a goalkeeper, yeah. and he Weep. plays for for Wolverhampton Wanderers, and it's Rui Patricio. He's he's underappreciated, Robbie, in the Premier League. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. He's the really? current Portuguese national team number one goalkeeper. Yeah, Tremendously experienced. Yeah. The save and the free kick late in the game against Southampton yeah. to secure that point. I could have saved that. I could have saved that last. No, you couldn't. You'd be no. James Ward Prowse. Yeah, he moves quick. You didn't move quick. <laughs> he moved quick off his line. He sprung to the to the left side, made the save. He's a top goalkeeper, yeah. and I don't, I don't know whether the appreciation is there. Appreciation is there throughout the Premier League, or the, or mm. the fans that watch. I'm sure the Wolves fans appreciate him, but he's a top goalkeeper. Made a big save, and I wanted to take this pod just to say he's a good goalkeeper. Rui Patricio. Rui Patricio, appreciated by Robbie Musto. I always Absolutely. appreciate you, mate, being, being here, even though you're lying <laughs> on your sofa at home having your cup of tea. Oh, I've got dinner in a minute. As ever, my, mate, that's My amazing the, uh, wife, she's going to cook me a lovely dinner in a minute. Call it Perfect. time for this week, match week nine. We'll be back for match week ten next week, weekend. We'll be at the Austin Fan Fest, so we're going to make sure we try and do a show. So wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcast, try and find the show on a week when Liverpool lost a perfect rac- record but got a point that keeps them top of the table six points clear of Manchester City but they've got a big game against Tottenham Hotspur next week at Anfield but for now I'm Earl he's Musto together with two Robbies thanks for watching and it's good night from me and it's good night from him good night good night The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.